0: So most of you know that just after a very short decade of owning a brick and mortar micro gym I was able to retire at the ripe age of 35 years old and the reason was is because I created a profitable successful micro gym But that alone doesn't do it. It's what you do with the profits that could set you up for future wealth and your opportunities. Well, I took my profits and I purchased commercial real estate back in 2016. And in 2021, I was able to realize the fruits of my labor by getting an amazing offer to lease my entire building, allowing me to essentially make way more money collecting rent and mailbox checks than I ever could as a gym owner. So now I'm retired, but I'm not going to sit still. You know me. I created the gym real estate company. I went and got my broker's license, and now I am helping gym owners across the country lease and buy buildings. Whether you need help finding a place to lease and you need help negotiating with that landlord, you want to know whether you're paying below or above fair market value. You need help with facility layout, Count, you know, figuring out your operational capacity and how much revenue can I actually generate out of this size building? We can help you. And on the other coin, if you're looking to join me and purchase a building, I can walk you through it step by step. I've done it myself. I've done it with dozens of other clients. And I'm working with people and finding lenders walking them through the different SBA products or traditional lending products, if that's the route they go, finding comparable, marketable locations that are going to work for their model, then coming up with what's the plan after I'm done using this as a gym. Guys, if you or anyone you know in the fitness industry is in need of working with a broker who gets the fitness industry, please go to my Instagram at gymrealestate. There is no website. That is it. That is the singular handle you can reach me on is at Jim Real Estate on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I'd love to talk to you about your project and what you're working on. On with the fucking podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu and is another episode of the what the fuck Jim talk podcast. Turn your local competitors into colleagues. It will make you a lot more money and provide you opportunities. I am living fucking proof of this. Right, I'm going to share with you guys a few anecdotal experiences that I had with it and then how I think you can do it in your market. But I promise you, I even if you're competitive, like I'm competitive in shit, but I've also realized in the world of small business, when you are one of many, okay, we're not Amazon, right? We're not one of one. We're one of many, unfortunately. I know like I'm unique. Eh, you kind of aren't. Yes, you are, but to the market, you are not. And when, you know, in that regard, these people, I believe, are more like, and when I say people, these other businesses are more like colleagues to you than they are competitors. Typically, if you're in a market, like if you're in a town and you're a, you know, a micro gym and there are other micro gyms, trust me, the math works out. There are, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people you guys could each have if you had that capacity. Right? But you don't need thousands of people. You need a couple hundred between maybe 150 and 350, depending on your, you know, your situation. There is more than enough. So the idea to compete and like, you know, punch each other in the dick every chance you get, makes no sense to me. So here's my favorite anecdotal story. I had part-time coaches working for me back when I was CrossFit South End, and they came to me and they said, hey, do you have any full-time work? I said, no, I don't need full-time work. You are part-time and that's probably going to be your, your shtick. said, hey, well, would you mind if I got another full-time or a part-time role at another at another facility? I said, absolutely not. Not at all. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, the last gym I worked at had a problem with me working for you part-time and it ultimately, you know, it ended up not working out. I got more hours here, whatever it may be. So, but anyway, I appreciate it, Stu. Thank you. So they went and they, you know, I've had, I had coaches that would work at other gyms. There's no fear that someone's stealing my recipe or, like, they're going to give them my trade secrets. Like, shut the fuck up. It does not exist. Anyone who has a fear of something being stolen from them, then they they truly didn't own it. Someone's like, Stu, they stole your operational capacity secret formula. Like, okay, cool. I created it. So now he just has it. He has no idea how to create one. He just knows mine. So if I create a new one, again, he's constantly going to be on my dick because I am the creator of the idea. He is just the, the thievery of the idea, okay? So here's the deal. I share this coach and um and it all worked out. He got to make more money. I was happier for him. He was happy and and, I, and the, the the other gym in question um I believe it was Brian Strump. He owns CrossFit Steel Creek down here. Me and Brian would share a ton of stuff. Brian is technically a competitor of mine. We would share like equipment when we were both the only two gyms in town really hosting the level ones and twos. Uh we shared employees back and forth. And and it worked out great. And then there was even a time, you know, Brian had a, an employee of his uh, that, you know, um, I wanted to hire full-time. His name was Deuce. He became my, my second manager at Urban Movement. And I, you know, I approached Brian about it ahead of time. I was like, hey, man, I know Deuce is working for you and doing this. I'm going to offer him a full-time position. I just wanted to talk with you first. And me and Brian were able to, you know, fist bump it out. And we were cool. We, that didn't, didn't put a divide between us or anything of that nature. And it's because I always treated Brian and Brian had always treated me with respect and as a colleague not a competitor. My relationship with Metabolic, they were my most direct competitor as Urban Movement. And I always just had so much respect for what they had done and what they were doing. I obviously have become very close with ownership over there. And now that's morphed into, you know, me in my next phase of my career, getting to be able to work with this brand and getting, you know, to to travel around and create content on their behalf and think, you know and, and learn about them and, and just you know have very canon conversations with ownership and it's these are all things that kind of have now come to fruition that have all made me a lot of money, that have all created a lot of fun for me. Cause I don't know about you, I don't enjoy working where I fucking want to motherfuck everybody. Like ah, oh, fuck that guy, fuck that competitor, that dude just opened up across the street, fuck him. That doesn't sound cool to me. Like, I want to work in a place where everyone is kind of, we're all like in this same genre. We're even after going after the same clientele, but we all, all got our own unique recipes, right? And so like, we get to have conversations about them. Just like, you know, one brewery owner, like the brewery industry has this incredibly. One brewery owner who opens up across the street from another brewery, they don't hate each other. You know, they have different products, different clientele, maybe the same clientele. But I've generally found at least here in Charlotte, and Charlotte I think has some of the the most breweries per capita than anywhere else in the country. Maybe it's you know maybe there might be a couple cities in front of us, but and I've gotten to know a lot of the brewery owners, especially with one opening up inside of my building. You know, kind of what that what that ecosystems like amongst colleagues, even though they still technically compete on business, and um, where I really want to go with this today is to give you some pointers as to how you can do this, all right? And how I did it back in the day and how I recommend you do it today with a few updates, okay? So the most basic level of this, if you're like, well, how do I start? I don't want to come off like, fuck, what if they think I'm just trying to steal their shit? How am I, what do I do? Just walk in and be like, hey, let's be business friends and fucking set up a play date. And like, no, like here's, it's very simple. Like just think of yourself as like a human. Take this whole like, you know, the fact that your competitors out of it. Walk into their building when you know they're going to be there. You know they're going to be there one minute after the end of a class. Make sure there's no class directly after it. Pop in there. Be like, hey, what's up? My name's Stu. I own Urban Movement down the street and I, I don't know. I've never been in here and I we're, hell, we're neighbors and, and colleagues in the market. So I, I just wanted to pop by and introduce myself and say hi. I've heard great things about what you're doing you have a conversation, you chat it up, maybe they'll give you a tour, you get to talking and you either are going to hit it off or you're not. There are going to be some people and the technical word for what they are, are cunts. They are cunts. And uh, they're going to just be standoffish and just an asshole to you. They're just going to be as fucking cunty as they come and they're literally going to be like, what are you doing here? Can I help you? Like, I've had that happen. And all you need to know at that point is, hey, listen, I came in, you know, with a with a peace flag, just trying to say hi. If they don't want to be your buddy, that's no problem. But at least you made the effort to become a colleague and to bridge that gap. And I have always, when I mean always, I mean like 99% of the time, 97% of the time, have seen that individual come back around later on down in the journey when you're doing better than they are. And they're like, hey man, I uh, just wanted to know if we can grab a cup of coffee and talk. And i that's happened to me and I never rub their nose in shit. I never be like, oh yeah? Remember the time I came in and you were a complete prick? I have never did that. I just always take the meeting. Always just take the meeting. Don't, you're not charging money or anything like that because I generally want to have them as a colleague. So what? They were a little immature back then. So what? I was immature as a business owner too, right? Get past that shit. Don't hold grudges. You're not a 16 year old fucking girl. So next thing is you go in, you have that, you know, you walk in, you make an introduction. Assuming it goes well, all I would do from there is just exchange contact contact information. Compliment them on their space, whatever it is, and go move on about your day. A couple of days later, shoot them a text. Say, hey, man, I really enjoyed talking shop with you. Would love to go grab a cup of coffee. You know, I'm a big believer in like collaborating with, you know, other people in the industry and kind of increasing my network and blah, blah, blah. Would you be down to go grab a cup of coffee and talk shop someday? And again, if they reply yes and they are into it, awesome. You move on to the next step. If they're kind of a dick about it, then again, you tried, you know, and again, it's just move on to the next one. But once you go ahead and you have that cup of coffee and you get talking, you either hit it off with someone or you don't. And if you don't hit it off with them, again, I just kind of leave that where it is. If you do hit it off with of them, I say you take it a step further. You know, you could ask to take it. Like, there's nothing weird about you and be like, "Hey, man, that's dope. I love what you're doing. Would you mind if I ever came and paid for a drop in to take a class?" And I know what you're all thinking. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's trying to steal something again." If you have that mindset, you're already fucked. You're already fucked. Go set up your fucking um, your, your your Facebook Marketplace subscription right now because you'll be selling your shit. You cannot have, if you believe someone can just walk into a building, take one class and steal all the magic out of your fucking bottle of your business, you're fucked. Do you understand how dumb that is? Yeah, they took one 60-minute class and the next thing you knew, I was completely out of business and they were at an amazing gym and was driving around in a Land Rover with chicks blowing him. It was just amazing. No, no, no. That's not how that shit works. It never has and it never will. The idea, and and like uh, Mike Jones is another anecdotal experience, uh, you know, um, an anecdotal story I have of this. Mike Jones, who was not an in-market competitor, though he could be one day with Alchemy365, I told him I wanted to come down and see his shop, and I wanted to learn about the business. He offered me to come down. I flew down. I was in uh, Minneapolis for less than 24 hours, and Mike shared every number, every stat, every question I had. Like, I should have been mic'd up all day and had it as a podcast. He shared everything with me without blinking an eye, without hesitation. And even though he's, he's got family in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Like he could very easily open up an alchemy here. And I think he should, Mike, if you're listening to this, let's get one in Charlotte and no, not a single bit of scarcity in that guy's mindset. So again, if you, if you, at this point in the stage of this process, you were confronted with someone who's like, whoa, 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 you want to take a class? Again, you're talking with someone who just cannot, they don't have the right paradigm for this, but for you, you should, I, I would recommend, I think it's smart to taste other people's cooking, even if they're a direct competitor, like all oh, that's weird. Again, I can't, I must not be hitting the right notes if you don't understand why this is not an abnormal thing. Right? Anyone at any time can take a class at your gym, right? Right, Like a spy, a secret shopper. So like, like, what do you think, what kind of fortress do you fucking think you have of preventing this from happening with your, your also fucking uh, special IP? So again, once you get to that stage where you've invited them to come try one of your classes, you've taken a class with them, you've now probably made a colleague, you've made someone and you guys both recognize, hey, he's doing something cool. Hey, he's doing something cool. But what we're both doing is a little bit different. We talk about what's working, what's not, and this is how you begin to create a network. I have done this very successfully in Charlotte. It is now lending itself well, very, very well to my commercial, the gym real estate company, my new venture. Huh, maybe if I would have never put on, it never would have like traveled around and gone into gyms and had taken fucking, I can't even tell you how many coffees with people and gave it up, you know, 60 to 90 minutes for just meetings to talk shop. Lots of wasted time that didn't have any immediate ROI. But the ROI is here now and it's very lucrative. And even if I never made a dollar off of any of those meetings, they're still valuable in the sense that I get to walk around my city and I get to be like, hey, that's one of my boys over there. He owns the gym down the street. Oh, I know her. She opened up a brand new studio. I popped in. It's fucking awesome. I have friends. I have colleagues. I I enjoy my high school. Right? Then you guys like hate high school. You fucking hated everyone. You hated high school everyone was a prick. Some of that was on you. I hate to tell you but you're uh, overly uh, amazingly mature brain at when you were fucking 14, 15, 16 years old. Yeah, not so much. Like you were probably a prick too. People might have been a dick to you, but there was plenty of opportunity, plenty of people for you to connect with and create a network. I don't want to hate my town and my city like some people hate high school or college or any other like kind of you know organization they're in. I'm going to find the people that do what I do. I'm going to find the cool ones, the loud minority or the the small amount of people that want to be pricks and don't want to connect. That's fine. They don't have to. But people when they see you connecting with other people and being so open and sharing your thing, they're like, "Man, that guy's not afraid of shit. Why isn't he afraid of anything?" And you instantly are in an alpha position at that point. You instantly create influence in their brains because they're curious, like, what does he know that we don't? Why is he not concerned about this? It's a good fucking place to be, my friends. I hope uh, hope some of you guys can relate to this. If any of you are having a hard time creating colleagues out of competitors, please hit me up, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to jam with you and help you kind of fucking, you know, push through that. Guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.